Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Good morning, millennials. Welcome back to the morning toast. Happy Friday, Friday. Gotta get down on Friday. Congratulations, you made it to Friday. It's a, it was a rough one, but we're here. It was the longest week, like, in the history of America, correct? <laughs> no, I feel like there have never been ended. longer ones, but this was a particularly long one. It literally never ended. Like, every day I woke up, and I'm like, it's Friday yet? And it's like, oh, no, it's just Tuesday. Also, the fact that it was the week after Daylight Savings, waking up every day this week was extra hard for me. And just also the week after a vacation. Oh, for you, yeah. Also, to this morning, though, was easier because Bruce woke me up. He came in early. He was like, Mom, Mom, like, the sky's awake, so I'm awake, so we have to to play and I was like okay Bruce I'm up uh, crazy old Bruce <laughs> um but Bruce is doing well thank you everyone who's been checking in on him he um he's on day 10 of recovery so it's all it's all downhill from here you're being really like um strict with the cone and I just want to let you know like you can take it off the few times that he's had some free time like I have seen him go to that area so I'm just I don't want issues I want Bruce to be happy and healthy and, on the loose and then eventually on the loose that's fair mm-hmm um, so it's Friday. You got any big weekend plans? I do. I'm actually going away. So this would be a good time to tell everyone oh, yeah. that um, next week's episodes will be audio only. Um, I know. Like, I can hear the, the audience. Wah, but like, we told, first of all, literally nobody watches on YouTube. Like, if you guys knew our numbers, <laughs> like, the fact that we have this whole studio set up when, like, they get, like, thirty to 40,000 views. Like, in the grand scheme of our overall numbers, like, it's nothing. I put, like, the... The most, um, I feel like the most active toasters like watch on YouTube, so they're always like upset when we're not in video. But most of our community listens as a podcast, um, and this charade we put on—that's like literally our only cost of like expense. It is what it is, but for the most part, like. But it's- no, but people really love the YouTube, and and we love it too, and and so it is a bummer when we can't do it, but. We will be audio only next week, and then we'll be back. So, but we told you guys, we told you guys, like after the when the vaccine comes, like we are ripping it up, like we are taking life by the balls. Like I am traveling, I'm going to see the Northern Lights. So you know what I mean? Like I have things planned, and we will always have the podcast. The video isn't promised. Yeah, we, but we will always be available for you. So next week will be audio only. My apologies. I've had this trip planned for a while, and I was just, like, nervous to tell the group. Only because we're coming off the heels of, like, my trip. Yeah. We so should just, like, synchronize our trips. We were try- I was trying to synchronize my trip with yours. It just didn't work out. So That's life. That's life. Life doesn't work out sometimes. And no, after a year of being cooped up and months of doing Zoom toasts, like, we deserve it. Yeah, no. After, like, the treachery that was Zoom motherfucking toast, um, <laughs> and people keep asking, like, well, if you're going to do podcast episodes, can you just upload the Zoom to YouTube? And like, hypothetically, yes, we could. 
emotionally, I don't think I can sustain that kind of trauma. Actually, even the hypothetically, so now, when we did Zoom toast, we Zoomed. And it, we we did better the, audio we when did we did the don't. toast on Zoom, but now when we do remote episodes, we FaceTime and record our own audio so that the audio was really good. So there's actually no visual recording, and that would have to be a separate step that would compromise the audio. And our remote audio is at such a good place. It's literally better than our regular show. It's sickening. Yeah, it is sickening. So we've got a good system So going all in on. all, next week... We will not be in studio. Yes. And I had one other thought. Oh, speaking of just the past year, Zoom Toast, etc. Today we are doing a Patreon podcast episode, a general Q and a emphasis on the Q because of the one year anniversary of the Q. So it's all your questions about the past year for us. People have been submitting great questions. If you want to hear the episode when it drops, patreon.com slash the morning toast. And if you're missing our beautiful, stunning and smart faces next week, you can always see them on the Patreon where we have always. premium vlog content tonight i'm actually shooting a vlog to go live next week i'm really excited oh your cooking vlog Mm -hmm. fabulous 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 um well not that you asked but i have a few things planned this weekend um and i'm actually kind of worried because i feel like this is probably the most jam-packed socially um weekend i've had like in a while and i don't know if i can like sustain like i'm used to like literally sitting at home all weekend and i have three plans Wow. Do you want to share them? Friday night, Saturday day, and Saturday night. Now, of course, they're not as, you know, labor intensive as my old weekends used to be. But compared to what we've done in the queue, like, I don't know if I'm going to make it to the Saturday night part. I think I think that you will. I think that you're like our bodies find the energy that we need. It's, you know, adrenaline and like, you know, when mothers can lift cars all of a sudden. Like, yeah, no, that's, I know what you mean. That's you transitioning from Saturday day to night. I, I mean, I will lift the car if need be. Right. I think your body will supply you with that adrenaline. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm honestly like, I've been so excited all week, like about my weekend plans. Cause like I haven't had plans, but there's like a part of me that has a pit. I'm like really feeling like I'm not going to be able to give it my all at each event. Just listen to your body. The truckers for my weekend have arrived and they said, Claudia, you can do it. It's truckers for adrenaline. They're like, you could even lift this truck. <laughs> the truckers <laughs> For adrenaline. Um, also, well, we have a fabulous show, but last night was the premiere of Keeping Up with the Kardashians, the final season. I assume you watched. I watch. I had a really premium watching experience. Where, like, It was the opposite of every other show that I watch, where it's like, if any one single thing happened, like I paused. Yeah. I needed to hear every single thing, like no time on my phone. Bruno and I, like I made big rigatonis. Oh my God. I had like a fabulous dinner while watching as well. And it was just so premium, but it was also like hurting my heart. Oh my God. There's like a police. Do you think there's drama outside? Like I heard there's police. There's always drama outside. I know. I literally hate the city like more than anything. It's like, why can't we just have a normal show? No, like someone has to be getting arrested outside. Like, yeah, that's someone's just New getting, York. Someone's getting pulled over, but they won't stop. Hashtag New York strong. <laughs> um, so we will recap that in addition to the Fast Five stories. Um, We've got some good stories today. Lots okay, to good. talk about. Yesterday was, it was a hard day for the stories. No, but like I, I personally like when the stories are out of the box, like. I think that that's like in yesterday's episode was so funny because we're using like pockets of our brain that we don't normally use. That's true. As opposed to talking about the same five people. Um, before we dive in, I wanted to tell you, I watched the college admissions Netflix documentary and at first I thought I clicked on the wrong thing because it's like a dramatized lifetime movie version of what went down spliced in with the documentary. And at first I was really not into it. Then I kind of liked it. Um, and I learned a few things that I thought were really interesting. Of course, like for the most part, everyone knows like the gist of what went down. But I was really curious on the logistics of like how he called it like the side door, how he would get people into schools. And they just really explained like the specific people at schools who were um, taking, bribes. taking bribes 
personally. And I feel like the documentary did a good job of highlighting a few things. One, this guy, John, who was like, honestly, one of the biggest victims, like he is a felon now and he was on house arrest and like he just like accidentally got caught up in this whole thing and he never once personally benefited. Like every time Rick Singer would like try and bribe him, he just like gave the money to the school. Like he thought he was part of their job is fundraising and he thought he was like fundraising for the school. So the fact that like he became a felon when like I think he was just like kind of like dopey and like not clogged to like what was going on around him I felt really really bad for him and like when he was saying all like when it all came out like his social media he'd like he never like thought of his social media once but it was like public and he was like saying like people were like calling his house sending death threats calling him like a big fat fuck like it was so sad like and he was like when he was he was just like like kind of pathetic like I really really felt for felt for him the other thing I thought they did a good job in was like really highlighting the people who were involved. Like, of course, you know, Felicity Huffman, Lori Loughlin. Felicity Huffman was barely in it. And Lori Loughlin's story was in it because, um, of course, because of the Olivia Jade of it all. But like part of like the, the break in their system started when Olivia Jade got into USC. Like it was just like a red flag because her um, application got flagged. But obviously the whole thing came down when like some random guy got investigated for securities fraud right, and, and decided gave them to this story instead no sold out this Yale coach who's accepting and then the Yale coach sent him over to the big guy Rick yeah. Singer now the this is where it was frustrating and one more interesting factoid that I feel like they had like all they had been tapping Rick's phone for like over a year so they had crazy conversations in the whole movie every conversation in the movie was a recreation of an actual conversation that happened okay um and for the most part like every single parent was doing this behind their kid's back. Like they were... They, yeah, because it's like, you don't want to tell your kid like you're a failure and you can't get in on your own. Here, let right. me help you. So I thought that was really interesting how like they weren't even worried about getting caught. They were worried about getting caught by their kids. That's crazy. Which was crazy. Um, the other thing that I... Oh, that was so disappointing is like, so Rick Singer gets caught and instead of going to jail, he decides to comply. To sing like a bird. Sang, like literally <laughs> called every single person, spoke so specifically. Like, so yeah, remember when I had that guy, Judo, take that test for your kid, Andrea? Like, these parents were so stupid. Like, he was being so obvious. Um, but he is awaiting sentence. He pled not guilty because he took a deal for whatever. So he's still a free man when like all these other parents who like did wrong too, but like he was literally like the mastermind. He's not in jail and he can't be sentenced until every single one of the cases of the people who he sold out is sentenced. And that'll be like years. That is so fucked. So fucked. And the other fucked up part that they made a really good point at the end of the documentary was like, this is the only like racketeering bribing um, scandal where the victims were like Stanford, a billion dollar institution. And at the end of the day, they were the victim and they accepted over $700,000 in donations that they claim they've given to philanthropic organizations, which is like such a lie. Um, so of course, like we focus on like the parts that like upset us most, which is like the privilege. Like, And at the end of the day, they made a good point. It's like the SATs in the college system is designed to benefit wealthy people. Like wealthy people who grew up in rich families are statistically better to do statistically proven to do better on the SATs. It's a test made for people who can afford $400 an hour tutors. So like you're already at such an advantage that you're going to cheat. Like it just makes it so much worse. So like that's 
that's what people are focused on, like the privilege of it all. But there's also like a lot of other elements of the college admission scandal that are so fucked up, like the whole college process. And it's like, why are we as this, there's over 3000 colleges in America. Like, why are we so obsessed with like 20 of them? And not only did the college admission scandal benefit the schools for making $700,000, they're now even more prestigious. Like look at the lengths all these wealthy people are willing to go to prison for their kids. It only makes these schools even more exclusive. That's so interesting because my takeaway from the scandal is like a lot of these schools have it, it especially like USC feels really illegitimate and it's like it, it's not a huge accomplishment for one to have gone there that's what like that's how it what feels. it feels well but I guess other, other people have another takeaway and I also agree with you and I had this thought um a few months ago when we were talking about Olivia Jade again where it's like yes we focus on like the celebrity aspect you know the privilege what we can see exactly but like the whole college admissions process is so fucked up and like we talk about how you know you can donate a library and and that's legal but you pay off a a soccer coach and that's illegal it's just much cheaper but like the the fact that you can donate a library, like all of these tiers of advantages are so fucked up and so unfair and the fact that there's a legal way to buy your way into a school is also fucked up yeah and so that's what rick's whole policy was he was like you can go through the front door which is applying like everyone else the back door, which is the legal way of buying a building, but that, like, they have requirements, some of these schools, of, like, $10 million. Or the side door, which is, like, getting on a small sports team, like, rowing, like, sailing. Um, so he had this, like, this illegal way of buying your way into schools. But the fact is, there's still a very legal way of doing it. And a lot of these schools are, like, super corrupt. And, like, they are also... That's the point. That's the point. Like, of course... What those parents did was wrong, 100%. I'm not saying not that. But I think there's more than one conversation to be had about the college admission scandal. And honestly, the documentary documentary was giving me the worst anxiety about when I have kids and, like, sending them to school. Like, because it's so traumatic on the kids. Like, they put all their self-worth into getting into certain schools. And when they don't, like, it just completely destroys them. And you really feel like in order to make it in life, like, you have to go to a specific college. When at the end of the day, like, it literally has no bearing on your future at all. Like, get an education anywhere. Like, that's not even what matters. I the totally, name of where you go. I agree. But so, it just left me, like, but hating colleges. But I also parents who put that pressure on their kids. Well, that was the other thing. It's like, so many of people's parents either, like, are immigrants or didn't get to go to college themselves. So, they're going through this college process with their kids, like, as if it's for themselves. Yeah. So, it's just really toxic. Um, and I just thought the documentary did a good job of highlighting, obviously, like, the glamorous, like, celebrity element, which is what made it such a big story. But there's more to it than that. Like, it's there's so many things that you could take away from the, the Varsity Blues thing that, like, I never even thought of, which is, like, these universities that are, like, worth billions of dollars, except millions of dollars in donations, like, they were the victims here, which is, like, LOL. LOL. The victims were, like, the spots taken. The spots that they took from, from other serving people. hardworking children. Yes. Yes. I, I thought about watching the documentary. Maybe I will, since it sounds like... You I was just so bored. Things. I just feel like I'm kind of oversaturated on the college admission scandal content. I feel the same way about Anna Delvey. Like, I watched the American Greed episode. I read every story. I got the point. If there's new information, well, maybe I'll is, check it out. I even watched, like, part of the actual Lifetime movie about the college admission scandal. Oh, that well, was that's so like, bad. Yeah, that's stupid. So I really feel, I just feel like I heard most of it already. See, like, I didn't do that much research. Like, I just, like, knew about, like, the celebrity stuff. I didn't even know, like... I didn't even know how they were getting into school. Like, I didn't know any oh. of it. So if you don't, if you only know, like, what the news is telling you, like, Olivia Jade, Felicity Huffman, then it's actually quite 
informative because yeah. I never really read in depth. I was just obsessed with like the celebrity part of it. Like yeah. a normal person. Got it. No, the American Greed episode they did covered all that. It was good. It was an hour and 40 minutes. Like a great way to, you know, wait for Ben to come home, you know? Yes. That is a great way. That's literally my life. I have so much stuff I want to watch on Netflix, but I'm really trying to cut back on TV. And because I watched Kardashians last night, like that was my TV for the night. What else are you like waiting to watch? Um, the new Roseman Pike movie. What's it called? I forget, but what? I care a lot. Apparently, it's so good. What's it about? I don't know, and I don't want to know, but it's just apparently good. I also well yesterday, I guess I was like really bored. I finished The Mother-in-Law. And I just, like, absolutely loved it. Like, I never, I didn't expect to, like, like a book like that. It's not something I would normally like. But it was so, like, emo. Really got me in my feels. I cried twice. Wow. It's crazy that you liked it so much. I recommended it because I figured you would enjoy it somewhat. But I actually didn't even love it that much. So you yeah. liked it way more than I did. I feel like when it comes to books, I'll either scale them on at a, like, as a four or a five. Because if it's anything less, I, w- I won't finish it. So I gave this one a four. I think the books that I've read in the last year that I would give a five are like the best of the best. Like uh, Luckiest Girl Alive, Evelyn Hugo, maybe that's it. Like Yeah. And all the other ones like are good, but they're yeah, no they're fives. For, they're for, like five is like I would read this again. And like, recommend to everyone. Right. Four is like I very much enjoyed my time with this book. For yeah. me, three is good book. Three, I would, I would never finish. For me, two is I wish I never bought the book because now I feel but you finish it too I just finished a two Ooh. and then for me Girl, one you got time I finished a one for me once because it was came so highly recommended like it, it was on every list and everything so I was like I need to and it was also kind of like a mystery so I was like I just want to figure out what it is and then I'll make my decision actually I guess it's not true I've finished some threes American Royals was a piece of shit um and I know this is a hot take Daisy Jones and the motherfucking six I know that's your favorite book a literal piece of shit. Like, I'm reading this. I'm like, this is what my generation likes. I can't. I, I, I was like, this is trash. Yeah, and some people didn't like Evelyn Hugo. You didn't like That's crazy to me. Because, like, I cannot listen to Taylor Swift's Evermore album without feeling like I'm literally in, like, 1960s Hollywood. Like, Champagne Problems is Celia and Evelyn. Like, you cannot convince me otherwise. It's possible. It definitely is. Taylor definitely read that book. Speaking of books, I started a new book last night because I had just watched Victoria um, on Amazon. And I was just really interested in her. And someone recommended this book to me about her matchmaking. So she had like, uh, I don't maybe eight or nine children. Mm-hmm. And then over 40 grandchildren. And she m- made matches for all of her children and grandchildren. To, like, so that at one point they were sitting on every throne in Europe. Her entire oh, lineage. Oh, for that. Yeah, so the book is about like... Um, That's pretty cool. The history and how she made... Like why she made certain matches. So I'm, I'm enjoying it. I read the sample last night. That's my new thing. I try the sample. If I, It's like 10% of the book. If I like it, I buy the book. So Got I it. bought the book. Okay. So that's what we've been up to. Yeah. I have a lot on my want to read list. Like, so I, I really want to get through some reading, but because I'm going on a trip, I think I'm going to. You're going to bang it out. Mm-hmm. I'll let you know if I have any more recommendations well, for Well, I need another recommendation, but like I said, I have a bender plan this weekend, so I don't think there'll be a lot of time for reading. No, but I will work on my next recommendation. Thank you. So I guess without further ado, it could be time. Like I guess. I guess. I could wax poetic. I could abreast. About the other books. I could keep you abreast. You could. But I think we should dive in. I think we should dive in because we have a lot to talk about in the past five stories that you need to know before you wake up and take a bite out of your morning toast. And we have a brand new sponsor today that I feel like is really 
perfect because we've been super focused in this last year on like cultivating vibes. Mm -hmm. And who would you say is like the queen of cultivating vibes? Because I would say it's one Martha Stewart. The queen, the absolute queen. So we are here to introduce to you Martha Stewart and Marley Spoon, the meal kit delivery that is a curated variety of chef designed recipes by America's most trusted home chef, Martha Stewart. Um, so Martha Stewart and Marley Spoon make great tasting meals possible every day of the week by delivering a variety of recipe options ranging from breakfast to dinner to desserts. Their meals feature both the classic fla flavors you love, plus new and exciting flavors you'll want to discover. All, they have an all-new menu of 29 deliciously different recipes every week. And all recipes can have just six simple steps and 10 ingredients, and they can be prepared in just 30 minutes. Ordering from Marley Spoon is really easy and it removes the burden of grocery shopping and meal planning, which as we talk about all the time is super treacherous. Your order can be customized every week to suit your tastes and special diets. You can also skip or pause deliveries anytime. So we were just talking about this. I got my Marley Spoon delivery this week and I made um, salmon. I, I, I'm not going to pronounce it correctly, but it was like with capers and lemon and there were snap peas and string beans and it was so good and I felt like Martha Stewart in my home and it was such a premium, wonderful experience. The ingredients were so fresh perfectly portioned so that is so helpful in terms of waste yes there is none and it was so delicious and I literally I felt like Martha Stewart and I feel like what when one goes into the kitchen you're always striving to emulate Miss Martha Stewart you are and now she's literally she's, giving you the kit to do she, it she gave you the keys to the kingdom and sometimes it's just like so hard deciding what you want for dinner but when you have like meals just prepped like you, okay, should I have the salmon or the chicken tonight? Like, it really narrows it down for yeah. you. Yeah. Oh, and the meal choices on the website were so sickeningly stunning. There's a chicken th and broccoli. This pizza that looks so good. I'm so excited to make it. So, if you're tired of the same old, same old, go to marleyspoon.com for a variety of chef designed dinners from Martha Stewart. And the Morning Toast listeners can save $100 over your first four orders and get free shipping on the first delivery. But you got to use code TOAST. Again, that's code T O A S T at marleyspoon.com. Com. Marley is spelled M-A-R-L-E-Y spoon.com code toast. Imagine eating dif deliciously different chef quality meals every day of the week. Martha Stewart and Marley Spoon makes it possible. Go to MarleySpoon.com today and again code toast to save $100. Okay before we begin I think I have to take my headband off because it's headache. starting to give me a headache and it's just not worth it. You guys all saw it. It was here. This was actually a birthday gift from Olivia. Um, and I haven't been able to like wear. I feel like every time I wear it, I look a little stupid. But it's today, mad tight, yo. Oh, it looks cute on you. Does it? Oh my god, it looks so cute, and especially with the McPlant. Oh my god, it's literally so tight. Like I don't know how you wore it for. What have we been live for like fifteen minutes? Yeah, and I've been wearing. I wore it like at home too. Okay, so like it looks really cute on you. While I thought maybe I think any. I feel like you're wearing this. it right. I feel like when I was wearing it, I look like. It actually, does look cute. Yeah, wear it for as long as I wear it until I can. Yeah, until I can't no more. <laughs> Okay, first story of the day. Army Hammer has been accused of violently, violently raping a woman named Effie. Actor Army Hammer was accused Thursday of violently raping an ex-girlfriend who claims he abused her mentally, emotionally, and sexually during their four-year relationship. The woman who only gave her first name as Effie as she sobbed and sobbed as she talked, said that Aww. she feared for her life throughout her time with Hammer, who has been accused by other women of being into cannibalistic fantasies. Quote, he became increasingly more violent. I thought he was going to kill me. She spoke alongside attorney Gloria Allred on Thursday and said that the star's alleged abuse escalated to rape on April 24, 2017, when she was 20 years old. The now 24-year-old said that during the attack, he repeatedly slammed her face against the wall Ooh. and left her bruised. She said that the abuse at the 
at the hands of the actor whom she first met on Facebook led her to consider suicide. The LAPD is now has an open investigation Good. into Army Hammer. Um, and this is just atrocious. The, atrocious. Oh my God. Honestly, like when this, for all this stuff first came out about Army Hammer, like at first when it was just like, he wanted to like eat people's toes. It was like, everyone was like, like it was like funny. And literally with every piece of information we get, it is so not funny. It's so atrocious and so disgusting. And it's so abhorrent. And it's like the people coming out, like it just doesn't end. It's like one after the other. Yeah. And it's like now nothing even surprises me. Like this is horrible. This is horrible. I agree. In the beginning, it was just like cannibal. The insecure, like everyone was just joking about it because it's like cannibalism. What the fuck? Yes, but I also feel like, and I think we mentioned this on the show, that like there's been whispers that like a bigger story was going to come out about him. I'm assuming that this one is it. Maybe. Also, the time I had read, like the time of their relationship was while he was married. Oh, right. No, it's like the list of offenses just keeps going. Keeps going. So. I literally hate this man so much. Like, and I'm really proud that I was never one of those like army stands yeah but i also like don't put it past hollywood to find a way to rehabilitate him like i i honestly yeah i mean if mel gibson can work like anything is possible you know i just i i really really hope i i really hope like now in the last three years time's up me too like hollywood claims to have been you know purged of all these terrible people and I i will be so disappointed if like this isn't the end of army hammer yeah Publicly. Yeah. No, I agree. So we'll see. That's crazy. I don't think so. Like, I, I mean, I'm no, gonna, I mean, when you think about how many horrible people there are walking around Hollywood who have yet to be like, quote unquote, exposed to have abused their power, abused women like it's sick. Yeah. So I, you can't put anything past Hollywood, but this has been so public. Like people have been following this story and it just it keeps it never fucking ends. Like yeah. every every week I think we're done talking about Army Hammer. Something else he did like comes out. So I really hope that you're not right. I hope I'm not right, too. Uh, We'll keep you posted on the developing investigation and story. Yes. Um, Next story, some sad news. Tinsley and Scott have ended their engagement. This is fucking crazy. This is crazy. It's like she literally like gave up her life, her city, her everything for this man. And we were all like, yes, go Tins. And it never even occurred to me that the two could even break up. Because to me, when you end that way, I never even... It never even popped into my mind as even a remote possibility. Yeah. Scott told people in a statement after 14 months of engagement, Tinsley and I have ended our relationship and we have been living independently for the last few months. This was an incredibly difficult decision, but it is one that I believe is best for both of us. I will always care about Tinsley and I sincerely wish her happiness and success in all that she does in the future. One, weird that the non-celebrity partner is the one putting out a statement to people. Because I believe he's also the one who broke up with her. Well, I, I would think that too. And now I had read some stuff, I think it was like on Dumois, about um, how they had like been it would, it, like on and off for a while mm-hmm. now, that he has a girlfriend Ooh. and that Tins had like finally had enough. And the thing is, is like what we've known about Scott since we met him is like he's very commitment phobic. Like that was always their problem. But he, then he committed. Right. And so that's never a but way. did he? That's never a way you want a commitment. Like after years of begging, you know? Yeah. So... I'm really sad for Tinsley, and I feel like she probably will try to come back to Housewives, like with her tail between her Let legs. Her in. 
no, please. Let her in. I can't deal with like an even. So the first time she came to Housewives, like she was coming off this trespassing charge in Palm Beach. Now she comes back after being left at the altar. Like I can't, her, her whole pathetic like persona, she really got strong after her first few seasons and I was like here for her. But now she's been like beat down again and I cannot deal with like her coming back like with her mom and her dog. Okay, but what if she comes back in a strong way? I just don't see that for her. Okay, but like what if she could do it? I'm really over her. Like, I was, I was happy to, like, let her... Okay. If you love something, set it free. If it comes back, set send it, it back home. <laughs> set it free. Send it back to Chicago. Um, apparently, a source close to her said this was not mutual. She was blindsided. She's on the floor, heartbroken and devastated. Oh, I can only imagine. She was on the floor when he came to surprise her in New York, and that was a good thing. So She's he heartbroken and devastated. I would add remiss. And she's on the floor. You gotta get it. Get yourself on the floor. She left I hope she's listening to that J-Lo and Pitbull song. On I don't know if J-Lo is who she's listening to right now. <laughs> An animal, get it on the floor. Break a sweat on the floor. That's like a weird detail to add from the source. She's on the floor. She left everything for him because she didn't yeah. think he'd ever call off the engagement. She trusted him that this time was going to be different. I didn't think that either. Like that he would ever. I just. But it, now in hindsight, it's like. It's not that shocking, but I just never, it never even occurred to me. No, it's That they could so, not work out. It's so hurtful. It's, it was a fairy tale ending. Fairy tales don't end in a broken engagement. They end with, a, you know, a castle and a prince. Right. And a wedding. So I guess the fairy tale continues, tints on the quest. Yeah, I feel like this is also like a bad message to send. Like a lot of people like feel like saw themselves in Tinsley as like waiting for their happy ending. I think... <laughs> I think them getting together was the, like them ending up together was the bad message because it gives so many people like hope, hope that like hope. men will change, right? Stick around, right? You know, wait when it more out. often than not, they but don't think, change, and this is proof. And the, and so I think this is a a better, more realistic message. Okay, that's unfortunately, fair. because like I really, I really feel like I'm an optimist, and mm-hmm. I'm, when Tins went to Chicago, I went to Chicago. No, and you were like really, really happy for you. you were like this is literally a fairy tale. I'm like I didn't see it that way, but after speaking to you, I'm like no, it is a fairy tale, and I'm just so mad at Scott that he made me look stupid. Yeah, big time. <laughs> Not well, funny. Very sad. Um, honestly, like, the Real Housewives of New York is so run down. Like, the last season was such trash. Like, by the time, you know, the episode and en- the se- season ended, like, Dorinda was gone. Everyone was gone. And I don't know if Tinsley coming back could make it even better or even worse. Like, I, there's really no way of knowing. I just really like Tinsley and Leah's friendship. And I think that, like, Meh. the two of them doing their thing... Would. I mean, they do bring down, like, the average age of the group, which is, like, always keeps it fresh. Yeah. But Real Housewives of New York is getting to that OC place where it's almost irreparable. Oh, okay. Dramatic. No, I'm Dramatic. dead serious. We, they just filmed a new season. We haven't even seen it yet. No, I'm, I'm only speaking from the most recent season that I saw, like, a normal person. No, but, like, but all like, of those women are really, like, even though it got to a dark place, like, those women are icons. So there's something. Yeah. We can make something here. We can. OC, I don't... The, not icons. No, 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 no. Um, okay, ready for our next story? Some more couple news. J Lo and A Rod can't stop kissing after their breakup. I'm like getting. I'm getting to a place where I might want to china these two like, i know they put I'm on so fatigued they put on a pda pack display in the dominican republic while meeting with their team and being um coincidentally Thirsty. photographed by paparazzi well the thing is is like everyone's talking about their breakup when at the end of the day all we've heard from them is that they're not broken up they're just like taking time off so like ev- they're no but they're not taking time right off. the media is like really sensationalizing this like i feel like they've been 
like pretty upfront with us, you know? You think? Kind of. But like, where did that thing come from that they were broken up? I don't know. And then the next day, we're not. Like so confirmed, widely reported by everyone on, on planet Earth. And then they're like, no, no, we're not broken up. We're just like spending time apart. Yeah, but I just feel like until I saw this like PR stunt, I was like, okay, maybe we, they got it wrong. But now I'm like, oh, they have something to prove. They, yeah, I mean, they definitely called the paps on themselves. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and you only do that when you have something to prove. So it just makes you question. It makes you question everything. But again, um, I was so like the captain of this now particular ship. Now you know how I feel ship. about Tinsley and Scott. Okay. I was the captain of this particular ship. And not only am I like a deckhand now, I'm secretly sabotaging the, the ship. I'm literally like clogging portholes so that the ship sinks. I'm squeegee girl who does both sides. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you are. What are you uh, drinking there? I'm having some dry mouth. It's coffee. Um, I ran out of paper cups, so I had to use this. It's hot. It's weird to be drinking. Hot? No, it's not. It's it's not like scalding. No, it's but hot it's, coffee? It's not iced. Yeah. Uh, it's you're just, sick. It's weird. To, no, but. No, I'm not drinking that shit. It's because I ran out of cups. Well, honestly. And I, yesterday I ran out of cups, so I didn't bring my second coffee with me. And you could tell. Yeah, you were it fatigued. It showed all over me. Much like I am with this story. Also, just a little fun fact about me. Um... I don't know if you know, but like for the last week, I've been drinking coffee every morning. What kind? Well, it's mostly half and half with a splash of coffee and a Splenda. What's the coffee? The Starbucks medium roast like that you get from the grocery store. It's like a big um, jug. And how do you feel? Um, I don't feel any different because I always just like I'm exuding energy. I'm like so naturally energized and caffeinated. But it's like a delicious thing to drink in the morning. Like I'm always so thirsty and like sometimes water doesn't do it, you know? I mean, that's not surprising for you. Yeah, I know. Most times water doesn't do it. And sometimes it's just like really not an appropriate hour to crack open a Diet Pepsi. Right. So I have found this like little, and I just like like waking up and like having like something to do. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, no, I know what you mean. And it's a good, I, I feel like we've had this conversation, like it's a good delineation between like sleep and awake. Oh, that's what it is. Yeah. So, I mean, I'll probably like do this until I run out and like the jug's almost done. And like, now I just don't, I don't need another thing to purchase. Like, Get another jug. I already have so two big jugs. jugs, but I already have like things I have to do every week, like manicure, lip wags, you know, like I just don't need like another thing to do every day. Really? Or like, no, I don't need another thing to buy every week. What do you mean? You get groceries. You get them with Barely. groceries. Barely. So what do you eat? Look at me. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> you know, it's just like, it's going to have to become a part of my daily and weekly routine to purchase the coffee, to remember to drink the coffee. So while now I'm having a good time. I think routines time, are good. I don't disagree. So we'll see. We'll see where this journey takes me. I just wanted to update everyone that like for the first time in my life, I've drank coffee like four days in a row. That's crazy. We love to see it. Today I didn't like finish the whole thing because I was like over it. But you know what I mean? I do. Are you ready for our next story? I'm ready. Come find me. TikTok's Addison Rae oh. surprises fans with a debut single called Obsessed. On Friday, the social media today, the social media star surprised her fans with her debut single called Obsessed, a, can- a catchy dance pop track all about self-love. In the upbeat song, the TikTok star sings about loving herself with lyrics like, when you say that you're obsessed with me, me I'll too. say me too, ooh. She says, I'm obsessed with me as much as you. Say, hey, hey. say that you die for me, I die for me, me too. too. Okay, so let's talk about. And if I lost you, I'd keep so heavy, I can't lose. I've only no, keep li- going. I, that, no, those are the lyrics that they shared. I've only listened to it twice, so I don't have it memorized. But it 
is good. I have a few thoughts. And I think we should talk about this in multiple stages. yes. Let's tackle first what you thought of the song itself and the music video and her performance. Okay, I thought the song itself was all right. I could see it growing on me. It was an interesting, like, first choice of song. It reminded me of Megan Trainer. If I was you, I'd, I'd want to be, be me, too. too. That's true. Um, And so I thought it was cute. I watched the video, thought it was cute, but... I'm officially getting a headache. Yep, that'll do it. Um, I was just thinking more holistically, because I saw this morning, like, Snitch Wait, posted. hold on, because I want to say one thing. Okay, what do you think of the song? The song is trash. The music video was, like, whatever, but I did think it was a really interesting insight, because I've always felt this way, like, not always, like, since I met Addison, like, a year ago, um, and I didn't meet her, like, I meant, like... Online. I was introduced to her. No, no, not even, no. Like, I found out about her. <laughs> you followed her. Yeah, thank you. Um, and I felt this way, like, ever since then. It's like, Homegirl was really, like, meant to be famous. Like, she just nails being a Kardashian. She nails being a TikToker. She nails being an Instagrammer. And in the mu- music video, I'm like, oh, she nails being a pop star. Like, her mannerisms, her, like, lips, like, you lip sync in a music video. I just thought she nailed it from, like, a performance standpoint. Like, and I just think, like, everything she does, I'm actually really excited now for He's All That. Like, I haven't seen her do one thing that she isn't good at. Right. So this is what I was going to say about her idea to become a singer. Like, I believe that Addison Rae can achieve whatever she sets her mind to. Me I too. think she has... It. She has IT, the X Factor. And I'm just interested that now she wants to be a singer when, like, she is, could, is also on the way to being a movie star. She's also a beauty star. Like, she's literally going to do everything. Yeah. And so, like, for me, whenever we talk about her business ventures, I really feel, and I hate to compare her to Charlie D'Amelio, but, like, they really came up together. I've really felt since the beginning that, like, whoever is managing and guiding Addison is doing an amazing job. Like, I've not questioned one of her business ventures when I've questioned like almost every single one of Charlie's like her and Dixie starting a ring light company like that makes no fucking sense to me like a hundred million followers like that's what you're doing like it just made no sense you know so this is just the first time I've kind of like cocked my head a little bit and been like oh what with with the whole music thing I think Addison is gearing up for a global takeover like me too and like she already is a famous dancer and a star so like why not an actress Mm -hmm. so why not be singing acting, dancing, well, here's triple the thing. threat. Well, that's a good question. And begs the most obvious question, like, can, can she, she sing? sing? <laughs> and I don't know, because you can't tell until... She's performing on Fallon tonight. Wow. So okay. we will find we'll out. We'll see how she is as a performer. Maybe I she'll have think, an Ashley Simpson lip-syncing moment. I just think that she... Is a star. Is a star, and she can do what, whatever she decides to do. She's going to have success with it. I really do. I agree with that, and I feel... I like. I love her. Like, I'm a huge, huge fan of hers, mostly because, like, I find... I've just find, found it so interesting over the last year to see what she's done and accomplished with her fame, and, like, this is... A, her and Charlie are, like, unprecedented. There's never been TikTokers with this many followers, and they're becoming, like, traditional celebrities. Like, Addison is just as famous as whoever, you know, like mm-hmm. a Kaya Gerber. Like, they're really just as, like, well-known. And I I love watching Addison because if I was in her position and I felt like I had the star quality, like, I would have done everything she did. Like, I think her manager, her agent, whoever it is, like, is just nailing it. Right. And so I have to trust this process. Everything, that she, everything she does, she does in a very quality way. It's not, yes. like, half-assed. It was high production, the it, music video. Yeah. But then it also begs the question, like, Dixie D'Amelio has kind of cornered this... Um, tiktok pop star thing like her song be happy which a lot of people made fun of before they heard it and then it was like literally a banger and it's so good then she had another song that like i didn't really um know much about but 
that kind of seems like it's Dixie's thing. Like, but, Or maybe, like, the next generation of pop stars, you have to be a famous TikToker first. Like, that's how you get in the door. I could see that being, like, the reality. You know, because, like, if that, you want a popular that's song... Prove, that's where you prove yourself. And it's so popular with music. If you want to have a popular song, you have to go viral on TikTok. Mm-hmm. Not you, like, your song. Right, so instead of, like, working with artists to popularize their song... Why not, why not promote your own? Why not do the whole thing? Yeah, no, it's really like becoming like a, she's like a full-blown media company. Yes, and so even though the song, like, it's no driver's license, um, it's good enough that I'll be listening to the next one, too. Yeah, I mean, I just like Addison Rae, so like, I'll watch whatever she does. Yeah. I'm actually jazzed about He's All That. It's, I know, it, and it's coming, announced it's, it's going to be on Netflix. It's going to be on Netflix, so. Very exciting. We'll be watching it there. Our fifth and final story I have to pull up from my phone, because it's a screenshot of Forbes being salty as Oh, what are they reneging on their they didn't, Kanye they, West six they billion? Didn't say, okay, so it was based on a UBS bank evaluation that Bloomberg and, as we said, People Magazine reported. I did, I did quake at the name People Magazine, but Bloomberg, Bloomberg gives it levity. But salty ass Forbes is saying no, Kanye is not the richest black person in America. On Wednesday, multiple outlets reported that West is the richest black person in America, worth as much as $6.6 billion. The news comes after Bloomberg reported that his sneaker brand Yeezy, as well as Yeezy Gap, which has yet to sell one item of clothing, have a combined value. They're so salty. so angry. They hate the Kardashians. That they put Kylie on the cover one time and they couldn't handle the blowback of self-made. Yeah. And now they have to burn everything in their path. 100%. They are so angry. They're so fucking like... We finished reading? Yep. The combined value of as much as $4.7 billion. The publication mentioned, without going into full detail, an, an additional $1.7 billion in assets. It's not true based on our calculations. Forbes estimates he's worth less than a third of that, or $1.8 billion. That's a big jump from last May when Forbes first pegged his net worth to be $1.3 billion, but nowhere near as much as the purported $6.6 billion. Vista Equities' Robert F. Smith remains the richest black person in the U.S. Oh, and we're always ex- talking about Robert are, Smith. I live for him. And he's worth an estimated $6 billion. Okay, let me just say something. For a while, I would have went to Forbes as like the leading business celebrity net worth publication. But in the last year, they've made it very clear they have this like hard on for the Kardashians, like always coming after them. And and like, I don't know, ever since I found out that like you literally have to apply to be Forbes 30 under 30 and you don't just like get it because you're a person under 30 who's powerful. Like, yeah, they don't just like look at the landscape and, and, and choose the choose powerful you. people. You have to write a whole essay on why you think like it's and so And then you fake. have to have like a PR agent like pitch Submit you. it for you. So ever since I've like learned about the facade that it's Forbes, like I don't really trust him anymore. And Bloomberg is legit. Like I don't think mayor, former mayor Michael Bloomberg would be too pleased to hear about this. No, I don't think he would. I so think you're that saying Forbes, mayor Bloomberg ate these, these eggs? Um, that is just like such a niche joke that maybe we but should it, explain. Yeah, because it's, it's not Camp even a joke. Rock. It's no. from Camp Rock. No, it's, it's Jessica Simpson from right, Camp Rock. And we changed it. Right. Okay, okay, so here's the joke. So you know, in you probably don't know. In Camp Rock, remember how they used to say Jessica Simpson went to the camp in right. Camp Rock? So one of Mitchie's friends is like... So no, it wasn't not Mitchie's friends. She was in the popular group. Oh, yeah. And she was one of Tess's let's backup... Let's be dan- clear. Mitchie <laughs> was not. She was one of Tess's backup dancers in... She um, had... Too cool. Do you know? Too cool. You're doing it good. Like, your fucking shoulder's going wild. Do you think I could be in Tess's group? Her shoulder was out of control. Tess. Okay. Okay, so they would say Jessica Simpson went to the camp, and one of um, Tess's friends, who was like the ditzy dumb girl. She was eating her eggs, and she was like, so you're saying Jessica Simpson ate these these eggs? eggs? 
So we used to go to a diner on 78th and Madison, right by our high school. Called Beyond. And their claim to fame is that Mayor Bloomberg would have breakfast there. He like lives every- on the Upper East Side. I believe them. I believe yeah, the claim. So it was Mayor Bloomberg's breakfast spot of choice. So we would sit there and we would go. So you're, so you're, saying, saying, so you're saying Mayor Bloomberg, Bloomberg ate these eggs? eggs. So I guess I didn't realize that's not like a public joke. Like that's a family joke. Um, but I think like everyone can relate. To yeah, of some, course. To, like I'm sure that Jessica Simpson line stuck out to others too. A hundred percent. So if you ever find yourself somewhere where a celebrity has been. So you're saying, so saying Addison Ray ate these eggs. Well, that's what we were saying. Um, Mayor Bloomberg is just vomiting. Like No, I just think that Forbes has seriously and completely disgraced themselves. And like, okay, so you're upset that you called herself made and you got all this backlash, whatever. But like, and ever the, since the then, they've just done everything in their power to like discredit the Kardashian businesses. And I just feel like in 2021, like we have to all come together as a society and first apologize to the Kardashians for like always making fun of them. And two, start taking them seriously as business women. No, but the amount of like personality in that caption of like, angry like yes, jealous bitter. personality it's just like Forbes you're supposed to be above these things yeah no and it's like Forbes you're showing your bias yeah your bias is showing <laughs> so I'm um, I'm sticking with Bloomberg's valuation um I'm sure the truth is somewhere in the middle as it usually is yeah that's fair so Forbes too salty um well speaking of the kardashians that's a great segue into last night's episode the premiere episode of the final season of keeping up with the kardashians on e aired last night and it was pretty good i mean we're getting less courtney maybe that's why i thought it was a good episode but she literally I, sat in a few scenes where she didn't say one thing i, was like, I think she probably wasn't even mic'd like literally that's crazy um but it was kind of weird because a big part of the storyline is actually about her um specifically how she kind of impacts Scott and Scott's relationship with different people and while I am really sad that Sophia and Scott didn't work out I feel like at the end of the day Sophia is like just one of those main character girls like who deserves a man who can give her full attention and of course the situation's not for everyone um and so I get that she had to bounce but I feel like and even though I disapprove of his relationship with Amelia like Amelia's just thirsty enough to be dating Scott Disick that she doesn't mind that he you know spends six days out a week with Courtney you know yeah that is a good point I'm happy for Sophia because if like the relationship wasn't making her happy, then she shouldn't be yeah. in it. Um, and that house they got in Malibu was like so sickening. So and- sickening, but also so great for the filming of yes. this season. And I, I don't know why. I mean, they obviously did this because of quarantine. They can't go places, but it's like a no brainer because everyone's just like popping around the house. Yeah. Everyone's happy to be at the, the house. house. is so nice. And then we just get all these wonderful scenes. Yeah. So I think that it is such a great... Um, sort of concept to fill, frame the season through. They're also um, showing us a lot of Kim's journey to taking the baby bar and they're teasing a lot of things like of her crying, saying she feels like a loser, she's going through stuff. And I think they're trying to make us feel like they're talking about Kanye. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure that, that she failed the baby bar. You think? Yeah. Like you, almost you don't 100% think, sure. But I was, when she's crying, saying I feel like such a loser. You think? Oh, I don't know. I thought, I feel like we reported... I can barely remember, but I feel like she passed the bar, and that's when Scott made those Kim is my lawyer sweatshirts. But it's not the bar. Even if she, be, it's the baby bar, and even if she passed it, she doesn't become a lawyer. No, but like I feel like she did something. Like something good happened. I'm no, sure I was under the assumption that she like fully failed, but she said that she thought she passed. Kim Kardashian baby, baby bar. I feel like she definitely does not pass. Oh my God. I really hope that you are right because I 100% thought those scenes were yeah. about Kanye. Did Kim Kardashian pass the bar test? June 2020. Hints explained. Okay. This is like some shady ass website. Kim is training to become a lawyer. I might just give us the answer. Did she pass the bar? Nothing has been confirmed yet. It's looking 
likely that Kim Kardashian did pass her baby bar. As one Reddit user pointed out, there's been one major hint by Kris Jenner on Instagram in June 2020. Cookies. Momager Kim shared pictures of lawyer-themed cookies with Kim's face onto, some, onto Instagram, which seems like a celebration for something law-related. Or was it the party last night? Right. Which just celebrated her taking it. Kim live-tweeted yesterday's episode with a positive attitude, saying, I spend so many hours studying, but it's definitely worth it. When asked if she'd discuss her bar experience on her new podcast, she responded, it's going to be the best. I can't wait for you guys to tune in. Sounds like someone who passed their baby bar test to us. That, none of that. No. HITC.com, I never heard of you, but I don't agree with your logic okay, Claude, whatsoever. I hope you are right, because as much as I know they're getting divorced, I actually don't want to watch it play out on the show, because one, I, it just feels like, it just feels wrong, because Kanye doesn't, has never participated in the show, it's not fair. We never saw, even saw the good of their marriage, it's not fair that we should only see the bad, really. I mean, I would like to see it, but I hear I, you. I would, it would make me like sad, and also maybe a little even upset with Kim. For putting it just it, out there. it just wouldn't be like her at all. Yeah, so I I'm honestly hoping that they don't. Um, a majority don't. of the episode was spent on Kristen, Kristen, Tristan, and Chloe. Um, he actually got his own confessionals, and I feel like we're always talking about Tristan. We're never hearing from Tristan, and he's actually like kind of funny. Like he has a big personality. No, I'm a big fan of his. And then when Corey gave his seal of approval, I was like, then I'm in. I know, but like I really struggle, like because this whole week they've been playing like old episodes of Kardashians, and there's just like been so many things Tristan has done to like disrespect Chloe, like. Uh, cheating on her while she's pregnant, uh, the Jordan Woods of it all. Like, I don't know. And it feels those like... Those are the things. Those are the things that I have in my mind already. Like, are there other things that... No, but not like, the, they're so they're big. Mean, they're so big. But he has spent years now no, I trying know. to make it right. But and it's like, what about Jordan Woods? Like, for Jor real. No, but like, Jordan Woods, I feel like, is thriving. Not as it pertains to the Kardashians, I'm saying. No, she has not been forgiven at all. Yeah. And I understand, like, Tristan is the baby, is True's father. He like can, They can't get rid of him if they want to. It just feels like... Like Icky. a double, like a like, double standard. Yeah, but I feel like, I, I feel like the Kardashians have forgiven Jordan, even if they're not, they don't speak anymore. Like in their hearts, like everyone has moved on from it. Yeah, you know. I don't know. I don't know if I agree with that. I I feel like everyone because you can't forgive Tristan without forgiving Jordan. Right, but the, but you're letting Tristan back in, of course, because he has true. But also, like they're gonna have another baby together. He seems to be around. He's at the house in Malibu. He films like so. Like where just where does Jordan land in all of this is my question. I yeah. guess we'll truly never know. Maybe it's just like Bygones. I hope the best for you. There's too much has happened. Well, I do like seeing him and I feel like one particular scene that I really liked was um like Chloe's just like she's gonna do anything to have a baby and I like admire her so much for it. Um when she's talking about surrogacy, she's being so open and then she literally she breaks the fourth wall, she's like, and you know, they say Dr. Wong said that I have like a 60% chance of miscarrying because of, you know, health reasons that I'm not going to say on camera. And I'm just like so here for her literally sharing everything. And I really like respected her candidness. Yes. Question for you. Do you think that she is Has a surrogate right now. Yeah, and is like they're expecting. It's very possible. I think that they are. I actually thought. Trustin Truesdale needs a sibling. She does. She needs a sibling. Boy or girl. I love Tristan's reaction when Chloe said that she wanted to have another child. Like that, it He's was been just, waiting for that. He has been. And they've been through so much. And he, I think, has put in the time and done the work. And I think that I'm really happy at the place they're, where they're at. And they're also not in a romantic relationship. relationship. Yeah. They are a family. And that's I'm cautiously not optimistic. Uh, yes. I am optimistic. We didn't get enough Kris Jenner in the episode. And I just really feel like 
she's kind of been like the most undervalued character on the show. And I just hope we get a big season of Kris Jenner. Like that's, she's in such a good place in her life. I know there's a lot of stuff coming up between her and Caitlyn. Also, do you see this theory that Caitlyn Jenner is on The Masked she Singer? She is. She went home last night. Spoiler. Oh. oh. I think, yeah. I heard, some- her, I heard a performance. Everyone was like, it's Caitlyn. I'm like, oh, 100%. Yeah. It's honestly like, it was a bad cast because she has such a distinct voice. Yeah. I'm pretty sure she went home last night. Got it. Um, also, I what I do think that the Kim stuff is about next week, I think it's about um, Kanye. Not about the divorce yet, but like when he did his political campaign. Um, but does that line up time-wise? The summer? I think it does. No. He was like running before. I don't know. I mean, that had to have been hard on Kim. Like, Yeah, so I think it's about that stuff. Okay, I mean, we'll see. We'll see. But like, I just love them so much. Like, and I'm really... You know, you you don't know what you got till it's gone. And now I'm just like watching, like being so appreciative, like of not only the the memories, like I literally remember being like in our old bedrooms like with our bunk beds, like watching Kardashians, like it just goes back so far. Mm -hmm. And then all the spinoffs, Miami and the highs, the lows, the Chris Humphreys. And not only that, but like you really see like how at the end of the day, everything that they do is like so like tied to family and like they just like ride or die for each other so hard. It's like you can't help but admire the shit out of them. Yeah. I just love them so much. I'm like getting emo now. I know. And it's just crazy because like they're going to be back and we're going to be watching them. But it's, it's, not a, the same. it's a new era. By the way, the song I was thinking of that's the other song from the commercial is called Bang. We'll go out with a bang. I don't know that one. Oh, it's a good commercial. Not as good as the Sign of the Times one though. Both good. Connotes um, different emotion. Did you watch Kendall and Kylie's Drunk Get Ready With Me? I did not. Did you? I did. Um, for some reason it was giving me like really bad anxiety. Um, and I'm just like so much more of a Kylie than a Kendall. Like it's crazy. And like everyone was like, Kendall's so crazy, like so funny. I'm like, I would not want to get drunk with Kendall. Like she's so messy. Like get it together. And she, before they drank, she was like, No, no, like I'm so not sloppy. Like I hold my alcohol so well. And then she's like literally crying, and she like can't even stand up. You was know? it good? Was like, were there any good nuggets of info? No. And they did cry over her acne. But it, but it wasn't about the acne. It was actually just really sweet. I guess when they would like go to school, like Kendall would be like so subconscious and Kylie would just like hyper up. She'd be like, you're literally so beautiful, like whatever. And Kendall was like, that actually like really meant a lot to me. Like I used to like have this anxiety. I'm like, well, Kylie thinks I'm beautiful. And they were crying about that, which was actually really sweet. That's really sweet. Um, I'm just like not a big Kendall girly like at all. No, me, me neither. And that's that on that. But I, I do still plan to watch it. I just completely forgot about it. Yeah. And they were saying, like, Kendall's been thinking about starting a YouTube channel. So that was, like, an actually one of the interesting nuggets. Hmm. Okay. I watched her thing with Kendall, like, some sort of... Um, I watched her thing with Haley Bieber. I literally turned off in a minute. It was two of the most boring people I've ever <laughs> seen in my life. Like, And they thought they were, like, so crazy for making mac and cheese in their bathroom. Oh, it my God. So I, so I watched a clip from it where, like... I don't even remember what was happening, but they thought it was so funny. No, they're just like two girls who think they're so crazy, but like they ain't, you know? Stop. Um, so that's our Kardashians recap, and that's like it. That's it. Wow, everyone. Enjoy this weekend. Reminder, next week we are remote, but we are back in studio the week after that. So take care. Arrivederci. What was it? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah. It's at the tip of my tongue. Au revoir. Thank you guys so much. What's for that li- from? 13 going up 30. Yes. Thank you guys so much for listening to the Morning Toast, the Millennial Morning Show, where we listen. What? 
where we deliver the fast five stories that you need to know every Monday through Friday on YouTube. So if you're watching us on YouTube, please feel free to subscribe and give this video a thumbs up. We're also available as a podcast and where podcasts can be found. So it's Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Public Radio, iHeartRadio, CastBox, all the places. So wherever you listen to podcasts, find us in morning toast, leave a five-star review about how beautiful, stunning, and smart we are. We hope you have an amazing, safe weekend. Have fun, everyone. We love you and we'll see you. You'll hear from us on Monday. Bye. Goodbye. Goodbye.